this morning. I'm so excited uh, to be sharing the Word of God with you this morning. We are on week two of our series called You Don't Complete Me. You Don't Complete Me. And today we're reading from the book of uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 7. Uh, we're going to read from verse 6 to 9 and skip to verse 25 to 31. Uh, 1 Corinthians 7, 1 Corinthians 7, verse 6 to 9. And verses 25 to 31. And verse 6, it reads as follows. But I'm saying this as a concession. And this is Paul speaking. He says, I, but I'm speaking this as a concession, not as a command. I wish that all the people were as I am. As I am. But each person has his own gift from God. One of this kind and one of that. But I say to the unmarried and to the widows, that as a practical matter, it is good if they remain one, if they remain single, if they remain single and entirely devoted to the Lord, as I am. In verse 9, he says, but if they do not have self-control, if they do, can't contain themselves, they should marry, for it is better to marry than to burn with passion. In other translation, it says, but to burn with lust and we jump into verses 25 to 31 verses 25 it says now regarding your question about the young women who are not yet <clears throat> married i do not have a command from the lord for them but the lord in his mercy has given me wisdom that can be trusted and i will share it with you because of the present crisis i think it is best to remain as you are right I think it is best to remain as you are because of the circumstances and the situation that um, the community of Corinth were facing. Paul then says to them, because of the situation, because of the challenges that you guys are facing, I think it is best to remain as you are. If you have a wife, do not seek to end the marriage. If you do not if you do not have a wife, do not seek to get married. But if you do get married, it's not a sin. Right? And if you if you and if a woman gets married, it is not a sin. However, those who get married at this time will have troubles, and I'm trying to spare you those troubles. So Paul was seeing certain issues, or the Holy Spirit was giving Paul uh, discernment to see what uh, uh, you know to to uh, sh showing him what was happening uh, uh, um, to the community of believers in 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 Corinth uh, in the church of Corinth and in verse twenty nine he says but let me say this dear brothers and sisters the time the time the time that remains is very short so from now on those with wives should not focus 
should not focus only on their marriage. Those who weep or who rejoice or who buy things should not be absorbed by their weeping or the joy of their possession. Those who use the things of the world should not become attached to them. For this world, as we know, it will soon pass away. Lord, thank you for your word. Thank you that it is a light unto our path and a lamp unto our feet. Oh, Father, we pray that, Lord, continue guiding us. Oh, Father, continue uh, opening our eyes regarding marriage, regarding singleness, regarding uh, relationships, oh, Father, so that we can draw ourselves closer and closer to you so that we can have better relationships so that we may have healthy communities so that we may have healthy marriages and healthy relationships not only with ourselves but with people that we connect with in the mighty name of jesus father we thank you we bless you we honor you in jesus name we pray amen and amen so we are on week two of our relationship is called you don't complete me like i said so the heart of the series um beautiful people it's it's really to challenge marriage and to tell uh, to challenge both married and, and single people alike and just helping us to understand the gift of both marriage and and, and singleness and i need us to uh look at how um at how both marriage and and, and singleness points to a greater purpose and how um, they picture something beautiful about Christ, uh, about Christ, his relationship with his church, and, and the family of God in, in, in general. And today I want to uh, I want to talk uh, about about singleness or about being single, or, or what does God say about us being single, or about certain people being single. It is one of the topics that. Um, undermined i believe or overlooked or even at times not talked about in in the church and singleness is often uh, looked at as a curse rather than a a blessing and and often people who are single they are looked at as 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 lonely and and that something is wrong with them you know but today i want to tell you that nothing is wrong with you being single if you are single today, I want to tell you that nothing is wrong with you for being single. Nothing is wrong with you being single. I know that there's some people who are wrestling with, with singleness. And I want to tell you this morning that you are wrestling with singleness because of what you have been taught about being single. Singleness is not a curse, but a blessing from God that one needs to embrace. You need to embrace you being single, whether it's um, it's a long-term thing or whether it's a temporary thing. You, you need to embrace your singleness. This morning, I want us to learn and learn and relearn about singleness. What is God's word saying about you being single? I believe that uh, most Christians have have questions, just like the Church of Corinth uh, had questions. And let us bear in mind that the early church was no different than us. It had um, uh, challenges like we have 
in our modern church today. Apostle Paul wrote this letter to a church that had both problems and also questions like we do today. We have questions, we also have problems, right? And, and, and the problem at the Church of Corinth included um, 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 divided loyalty to, to, to different churches, I mean, to different, um, to different teachers in, in the church. There are certain people who followed a certain teacher and the certain group who followed a certain teacher. And this sounds like what is even happening today. Right, one of the challenges that also faced was immorality that was tolerated in the church. And we're seeing that even today, the immorality, the wickedness, and the sinful things that are being tolerated in the church and ministry that was carried out in an uncaring way. There were people who were leading ministry, but their hearts were not right with. With God, they had um, hidden motives. Uh, you find that in in chapter twelve and fourteen of, um, of 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 First Corinthians, and they also had questions. The Church of Corinth had also had questions, and their questions range range from issues um, such as dealing with lawsuits, uh, and and we're seeing that even today in our churches where. Brothers and sisters in the Lord are taking each other to, to court. Uh, and we're also seeing issues that, um, that we're going to be, an issue that we're going to be touching this morning about singleness. That they had personal and complex issues about um, marriage and also being single. And the, 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 the challenges that they face. The point that I'm trying to make, that the challenges that they faced are no different than us today. So what does God say about um, the personal and complex issues surrounding um, singleness? And Paul in 1 Corinthians 7, he starts to answer some of these questions. And I, I, I once wrestled with being single. You know, so I don't want you to feel like I'm attacking you because you are single or I'm trying to be better because I'm married and, and you are single. No, 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 no. I, I also wrestled with, um, with being single. And before I met my wife, I had to take a sabbatical for three years from not dating. I intentionally said, I'm not going to be dating. I'm not going to be looking I just want to find that who is TJ without a partner? Who is me without a partner? And that helped me to draw even closer and closer to God. That helped me to focus on, on ministry. That helped, helped me to focus on, on my studies. That helped me to focus on my personal, interpersonal you know, uh, 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 development. So... One of, I mean, the second reason I had to go through that, uh, me being single, is because there's issues that I did not deal with in terms of dating, in terms of forgive, uh, forgiveness. You know, there's um, to toxic uh, emotions that I held and did not want to, to, uh, did not want to let go. So we wrestle 
with singleness because of different reasons, right? And some of us, we look at our singleness, we look at it as a curse, and we start asking God and worrying about our ages. Like, Lord, I'm 35 years old, 35 years old, and and I'm 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 not married yet, and 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 some are even questioning if if God is really reliable. You know, God, why have have you not send me that partner. So you ask, what is what is wrong with me, Lord? What is what is wrong with me? Is there something that I've done? Why 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 um, why are people not attracted to, to 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 me? So there's 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 pressure from from peers, and and we we even ask God, why is He doing this to you, Lord? Why are you doing this to me? Why you've been quiet in that area of my life? So, Lord, what are you saying to us this morning about singleness? What is God saying to us about, about singleness? I want us to look at the blessing of being single. Because a lot of single Christians look at this at the opposite. You know, instead of looking at singleness as a blessing, they look at it as a curse. And I want us to debunk that. I want us to debunk that mindset. I want us to unlearn that. That first, the blessing, that being single is a blessing. It's a blessing. To be single is to be blessed. And if you read verse uh, 7 to 8, verse 7 to 8, uh, where's my Bible? Verse, verse 7 to 8. Okay, let me just open it up here. Verse 7 to 8. It says... Thank you, Jesus. But I'm saying this as a concession, not as a command. I wish that all the people were as I am, but each person has his own gift from God, one of this kind and one of that. But I say to the unmarried and to the widows that as a practical matter, it is good if they remain single and entirely devoted to the Lord. So being single is a blessing. It is not God's will for everyone to be married. <laughs> it's really not God's will for everyone to get married. There's no shame in choosing to remain single. There's no shame in choosing to remain single if that's what the Lord's will is for you. As, as a church, we need to stop guilt-tripping our brothers and sisters for being single. Singleness is a gift from God. There has been crazy misconceptions about, about uh, uh, being single, that being single um, is, is, a, is, a badge, is a badge, is a badge of shame. You know, there, there are Christian families who considered uh, unmarried girls or, or unmarried. Uh, ladies to be to be a shame and and a disgrace to to the family name, right? And and, and Jews also had a belief in, in marriage, a crazy belief in marriage that that a Jew who had no wife and had no children, or had a wife but no children, was automatically forbidden from going to to heaven. Imagine that. You know, and they were so convinced that that was true. 
but that's not biblical. That's not in scripture. That goes against what the word of God says concerning singleness. And it says, um, uh, you know, uh, 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 it, 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 these beliefs, they go against what God says about marriage, what God says, or the, the beliefs that we hold, or a lot of people hold, or Christian people hold, a lot of these beliefs, they go against what the Word of God says concerning our lives, concerning a marriage, concerning marriage, concerning singleness. And listen, it, it is all right for a person to be single if that's the Lord's will for their lives. It's all right. We know that it's not God's will for most, right? But for those whom it is, God will give you the necessary tools to meet that need. He will give you because God cannot give you a gift that he will never equip you in. Even with singleness, even with marriage, to live a faithful, um, godly, clean Christian life as a single person requires a gift of celibacy, right? If the Lord wants you to be single, you can be sure that he will give, um, he, will, he will gift you for that lifestyle. He will gift you for that lifestyle. In verses 26 to 32, it tells us that being single uh, uh, generally have, have less stress. You know when you're single, it's, guys, it's a blessing of, of being single. You know when you're single, you have, you have, just, you have less stress. I'm not saying you don't have stress. You just have less stress. You have less distress. And I admire people who are, who are single, whether it's um, uh, temporarily or, or, or permanently, I admire them. Simply because of, of the time they, 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 they have to, to, to themselves. And, and, and single people typically face less demands, you know. They... they, they, they um, they face less demands financially. They they um, uh, face uh, less demands emotionally, physically, and materially as well. Their needs are less than those of us who are married. You know, you don't have anybody to uh, report to that I've used so much for one, two, three, four, five. <laughs> you, you really have no one to, to account to. You know, uh, in verse 32, Paul uses the word care, right? And, 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 and let's, let's, let, let's read it. Let's read it because he says we really need to be careful. In verse 32, in verse 32, it says we really need to be careful. Hallelujah. Uh, yes, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. So, so he uses the word, he uses the word care, right? And this word speaks of uh, stress or, 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 or strain. Married couples have stress in their lives, you know, that single people, <laughs> that single people do not have. I'm not saying that single people don't have uh, their fair share of, of, of problems and challenges, but, but when a husband and a wife and children are for uh, or, or factors in in the stresses become greater, the distress become greater, right? 
So, so you have, you have um, nice life problems. <laughs> you, have just, you just have nice life problems. And, and, and I'm not that I'm degrading you. I'm saying that by having less problems, you know, you, you, you are better than or, or, or vice versa. No, that, that's, that's not what I'm, I, I'm saying. I'm just simply saying to you that um, you, you, you have your fair share of, of stress and, and strains, but but when a but but when a husband you know or a wife or or, or children are affected affectors in this situation they the, the stress becomes greater you know the strains become uh, are greater because you have people that you need to take care of you have people that you need to do what that you need to um uh, uh, um, uh, support financially, that you need to support emotionally, that you need to, you know, um, uh, support materially, etc. In verse 32 to 35, it tells that single people have less distractions. They have less distractions. They have no one to please or, or answer to but the Lord. <laughs> you, you have no one to answer to but, but to the Lord only. I, I answer to my wife. And my, aunt, my, my wife answers to me, you know, uh, uh, if, if, if my wife goes, you know, and, and um, I see a message from, you know, the bank uh, 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 of her using the money, I start calling, hey, I see, I see that you withdrew or you used this much. What, what is that for? And what that is? Like, he is, she is accountable to me and I am accountable to her. But you guys don't have those problems you have less distractions right you have less distractions we are mutually uh, my wife and i are, are, are mutually uh, 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 to, uh, to 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 provide care we are mutually to provide uh, intimacy we are mutually to uh, uh, um, uh, provide love and to meet each other's physical needs and single people are, are, are um, are free to focus on 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 uh, the Lord and His will for for their lives, and, and there's there's simply less distractions in life of a single person. Your focus can be completely to God, because you have no one to care. You know, yes, you have you know close relationship uh, close relationships with parents and all of those things, but I mean in terms of companionship. You know, um, with all this being said, I, I need us to understand that just because you're single, it does not make you more spiritual than those who are married or vice versa. Each has its place in the work, uh, in the work of God and each has, um, each has its advantages and disadvantages. The secret is finding um, God's will for you and exercising the gift he has given you. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. So as much as it is a blessing to be single, it can also be a burden to be single. It can also be a burden to be single. In verses 9 to uh, uh, 9 and, and also verse 36 to 40, when you are single, it just gives us this idea uh, that, that when you are single, there are... Um, Certain needs that cannot be rightfully 
uh, met. You know, uh, your physical needs cannot be uh, uh, met. Companionship can also be a problem. The need of emotional support can also be can also be a factor. But when you have been given the gift of celibacy by God, there 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 is also a special grace to 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 control your sexual edges. There's a special grace for that, right? The, those who have not been called to a life of singleness, like 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 me, you know, uh, we do not have the special grace. We do not have the special grace to 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 control the ages in the sexual ages in 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 in, in our lives, and that's why they need to be married. That's why they need to get married. So for those who have not been gifted in this, uh, this uh, uh, department, Paul suggests that you get married. He suggests that you get married, right? So the advantage with, with, with a, 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 a marriage uh, relationship is that uh, the physical needs can be rightfully met. The physical needs can be rightfully met. In verse 9, Paul says that it is better to do what? To marry than to burn with passion than to burn with passion. So to burn is to be consumed with passion and lust. Paul says, hey, I'm telling you this, it's, it's, it's far better to marry and exercise the gift of sexuality or the gift of your sexuality in a rightful manner. In a rightful manner. He's saying that when what, what you are experiencing is good, that sexual desires that you have it's good, but it needs to be confined into the right place. So the sexual passion that you are encountering is good, but it needs to be exercised in marriage, right? It is like fire. When you place fire on, on, a, uh, on a mat, you know, on a mat, it will burn the whole house. But immediately when you place that fire in the fireplace, what does it do? It warms the whole house it warms the whole house so if you can control and contain yourself it is better to if if you can if you can't con control and and con and and, uh, and contain yourself it is better for you to be married than to dishonor god hallelujah glory to god so in verse 36 i want us to read verse 36 and 38 it says, but if a man, if a man, if a man thinks that he is treating his fiance improperly and will inevitably give into the, uh, his passion, let him marry. Let him marry her as he wishes, as he wishes. It's not a sin, right? In verse 37, it says, but if he has decided firmly to marry, um, uh, firmly not to marry, and there is no agency, and he can control his passion, he does well not to marry. So the person who marries his fiancé does well, and the person who doesn't marry does even, even better. So here it sounds like, it just sounds like Paul is elevating singleness. And he is, you know, fairly so, because of what was happening in the church of Corinth. So this verse talks about the Jewish tradition of a father deciding who his daughter would marry, right? And Paul tells us that contrary to tradition, contrary to tradition, it's acceptable for a young person to remain single 
if that is the Lord's will for their lives. So a father can decide that, look, i not really sensing that God is saying that I should hand over my, 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 my daughter to this particular, in, uh, to particular, uh, particular individual. So, so, so Paul, uh, um, uh, uh, forgive me, but, but I always laugh at people. Now, I always laugh at people who just um, decide out of the blue that they want to be single. My question is always, what is God saying about you being single? Before you take any decision, what is God really saying about you being single? And it doesn't matter whether temporarily or permanently, what is God saying concerning you being single? Because if you want to remain single or stay single, you really need to hear from the Lord. And the, set, the same thing can be said regarding marriage. That if you want to get married, right? Seek God first. Seek the will of God first. Hear what God says concerning that decision. So as much as as much as um, as much as uh, 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 some of you are burning, you just don't blindly give yourself to marriage. You just don't blindly give yourself to marriage. You just don't. You just don't, You don't just marry somebody, right? The approach to marriage needs to be um, diligently observed, if I, if I may put it that way. So I believe that one should marry only after waiting on the Lord. And that's on verse 36, that reference. Our reference is on verse 36. I believe that one should marry only after waiting on the Lord. When you read verse 36, it's a reference to a father who has refused to, 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 um, uh, to marry his daughter to someone, right? Like I, like I uh, mentioned uh, earlier on. So instead, the father waited. He waited to hear from the Lord regarding his daughter getting married and, and this is acceptable even if the society disagreed that a parent would wait and hear from the lord lord what are you saying regarding my uh, child getting getting married regarding my daughter getting married regarding my son um uh uh uh, uh, uh getting getting married right so, um, marriage should not be something to be rushed into. We should not be. We should not rush marriage. We should not rush being married. And because some of us, we rush. We rush into the wedding. We rush into the wedding day, that we don't think of fully being committed to um, marriage. So it's that whole thing of the wedding day versus the actual thing. So someone, uh, 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 some people say they know that, uh, but uh, they, they know that uh, uh, they, they should not rush into marriage. But, but how often do we practice that truth? Marrying requires prayer. As much as, uh, uh, as, much as, 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 as uh, it requires us to be um, cautious. We need to be cautious. We need to be cautious 
with, with who we are marrying. What are we marrying? Because it is a major decision, people of God. I know people who have rushed marriage and today they regret the day they said yes. And it's a sad sight to, to, to see. I've, I've been told of a case where um, a couple was married for seven days. For seven days. And after seven days, they said, you know what? I did not sign up for this. So we get so excited about the wedding day, like I said, that we forget that there is life after that day. There's life after that day. A life of commitment for someone. A life of accountability. A life of caring for someone in their good and bad days. A life that you just don't spend without consulting. Lord help us. Listen, if you are considering, if you're considering marriage, there are um, the questions that you need to that you need to answer. And the first question is: Is this person? Is this person I'm seeing right for me? Lord, is this person that I am seeing? Are they right for me? The second question that you need to ask yourself is. Are we both me and my partner or both me and this person that I'm seeing, are we mature enough to be married? I did not say old enough. I said matured enough. Are we matured enough to be married? Because marriage needs one to be matured. It needs one to be matured mentally. It needs one to be matured emotionally. It needs one to be matured financially. So, and the third question would be, are we ready to carry out the responsibility or the responsibilities of marriage? Marriage, it's all about responsibilities. It's all about responsibilities. Daily, you need um, the capacity, you know, um, uh, to, to, to respond to things, to respond to things. So the fourth question would be, are the circumstances favorable for a good, godly marriage? So when you look at his family or when you look at her family, when you look at um, um, uh, what they do or where they are in the career or where you are in, 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 in your, in, in your um, career or even in your life, you know, are the circumstances favorable for a good, godly marriage? Are we praying? Are we seeking God's face? You know, are we, um, uh, are we, are we passionate about the things of, of, of the Lord? And the last question will be, is this the Lord's will for my life? Is this the Lord's will for my life? Does God want me to get married? God, do you want me to get married? So, so God's idea for, for, for marriage is a permanent union. It's a permanent, un, permanent union between um, uh, two people, right, for one lifetime. It's, 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 it's a permanent union. So, so one should not rush into it. You know, one should not rush into it. it you need to enter it with, with, with patience and 
and, 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 and caution and always in the will of God. God, what are you saying concerning this decision that I'm about to take or that I'm entertaining to take? So it's important to marry within the will of God. And I cannot emphasize this enough, people of God. It's important to uh, marry within the will of God. Uh, the, the danger here, it's marrying someone because they are beautiful. It's marrying somebody because they're handsome. Oh, we're going to make beautiful babies. No, 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 no. We, 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 we need to marry within the will of God. Because some marry because of money or, or because they, 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 um, uh, a certain individual met a certain need or of the other. Some marry because of status. They marry because of status. You need to honestly ask yourself, is this person the one God wants me to be married to for the rest of my life? There are many people who could have saved themselves much headache and, 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 and problems. Had they simply, had they simply be had, <laughs> Have they simply be patient? And if they had approached um, marriage uh, 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 spiritually instead of a, a, fleshy, a, a fleshly point of, of, of view, if they, could have, if, 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 if they could have spent time with God rather than listening to the flesh, if they could have listened to the Holy Spirit that listening to their own inner voices, I want to end with this. just want to conclude with this, that, that according to Scripture, it is, it is clear that, that, that Paul uplifts the condition of, 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 of singleness. It is, it is clear. He elevates that, that we need to be, uh, uh, that, uh, that, that, that uh, certain people need to be single. But one but the one that he emphasizes more is telling us that the primary relationship in our lives is that uh, one which we have with, 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 with the Lord Jesus Christ, right? And, and that maintaining that relationship is, is easier if one is, is married. I mean, if one, if, if one doesn't have a spouse, if one, if, if one, if one is single, but but, but we also need to understand this, that let us know that marriage is, is acceptable to those who decide to get married as well. There's no one that is better than the other. No, you need to know, you need to find um, it in the presence of God. You need to spend time with, 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 with God and just ask God, God, do you want me to get married or do you want me to stay single? So find the Lord's will for your life and abide, and abide in that. And abide in that. Let's pray. Father, we thank you. We thank you, Father, for sharing with us about the gift of, of singleness, Lord and how we need to approach it, and how we need to approach marriage. Lord, I know that there are people out there who are confused, Lord, who feel um, uh, 
suppressed because of um, the decision of, of being single, whether permanent or temporarily, Lord. Father, I pray that may this message uh, bring clarity. May this message bring uh, revival in their hearts to draw closer and closer to you, O Father. That, Lord of oh God, that the decision that they make regarding their singleness, O Father, that, Father, may they do your work even more, Lord. That may they focus on your will. May they focus on your purpose, on your mission, O Father, that you have for them, that you have bestowed for them, O Lord. And, Father, I pray that 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 um, um, those who do not have this gift should not force at all because of the burning uh, passions that they have within. But, Lord, help them not to also rush into marriage, but to carefully consider, to be cautious, Lord, to be patient, O oh Father, as they draw themselves to you as well, as they seek your face, O oh Lord, in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, we thank you. We bless you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you for connecting with us. Um, this morning. We love you. We appreciate you. Uh, we will see you next week, Sunday, and have a blessed week. Whispers the sound of